0: Welcome to the Natural Physique podcast with your host, Chris Rendell. Please follow along as I share my journey into natural physique development. Drawing from over a decade of training, competing and coaching experience, as well as insights from well-respected guests, this podcast will provide you with valuable knowledge to take your physique to the next level. So without further delay, let's get stuck into the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Natural Physique podcast. Today, we have none other than Tom Sipes on the podcast. Who uh, when, did, when did I meet you, Tom? Back in 2019? 2021, I think was the first time I met him. Yeah, 2021. Uh, yeah, so Tom and I competed in 2021. Uh, for those who don't know Tom, um, you can give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, it's ts tsl health and fitness on instagram right does yeah yeah so tom runs a very successful um uh, business pt business but you now run your own gym um and he's also a fellow men's physique competitor who's supported me throughout my journey as well he went all the way to he came all the way to dubai last year which was unbelievable um and tom and i have been pretty good mates since 2021 uh, we've had a few few nights out, or we've had one night out in Glasgow, which was a lot of fun. Um but anyway, enough of me chatting, Tom. Um for any of the listeners who don't know about you, give a bit of an intro into yourself, how you got into training, when you first competed, maybe a bit about your business as well. Well, before I get stuck into myself, like thanks very much, Chris, for having
1: me on. Um yeah. I've been joking because I was telling a couple of people that I moaned on one of my stories that nobody ever invites
0: me on their podcasts. <laughs> And I think you maybe seen it, and you're doing this as like a pet, like a pity, a pity inv- invite. But I promise you, I never saw that. And uh, honestly, I've got my little my my schedule guests that I want to have on. And I was like, Tom's Tom's on next. So I don't
1: know I, I do honestly. I, I really do appreciate it. And you're gonna like I swear, man, you're gonna have to rein me in from time to time because I am king waffler. Not I'm at all. so
0: bad. I'm I'm bad. I'm very bad. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is just going to be a whole heap of waffles there. Yes. <laughs> okay, so my name is Chris said Tom Thomas. Um, I'm a little bit older than Chris. I've been in the fitness industry for 15 years. Uh, I started back when I was like 20, 21. Um, my dad actually started taking me to the gym when I was growing up. Uh, I played basketball, and I wanted to do everything and anything I possibly could to be the best basketball player I could be. And my dad started taking me to the gym. Um, Geez, I must have been like 14 at the time. Wow. Um always always loved exercising, loved basketball, always had a bit of like structure with like training like a couple times a week and then games at the weekends. So I was always quite fit. Uh I used to take part in like there was in our school it was called the individual individual championship. It was like the sports day sort of thing. Always, I always topped like finished like top four or five. Always, like, always them. There was a couple like real athletes that absolutely whooped me, but I was always like kind of up there, just liked it, known as the sporty lad. Uh, went to America on, like, an exchange, got to play basketball over there, which was unbelievable. Um, when I came back, and this is kind of where, like, the whole, like, personal training route came from. Like, I didn't really have any intentions of becoming a personal trainer. Um, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I was set on that, and I came back from America, um, just felt crap, kind of fought, fell into, like, the, the, the whole of, like, small-town mentality, just, like, drinking, taking drugs, chasing girls. Like, that was, like, my life. And I know a lot of young lads are like, oh, that sounds like the best fun ever. But when it's not like true to yourself, like there's, there's, something, that miss, like, there's something that comes missing. And, and I was diagnosed with depression and I can remember the, the doctor was sat across from me and he was like, I think, and, he, and he'd been my doctor my whole life. He was like, you should start doing some basketball or exercise again. And I remember just being like, "Mate, get like basketball is why I feel so crap. Like, no way. But right enough, like two weeks later, start started feeling better. And I can remember thinking. Look, I'm all I'm, I'm. always a smiley, happy person. Like I all I always have been, and I was like, I'm, like imagine how many people have never exercised. Like, I'm gonna try and introduce people that think exercise is maybe like, like that sort of chad jockey sports only football. Like, I'm gonna try and introduce it to everybody and try and somehow make it somewhat cool or like attractive. And then that's I started That's when I decided to become a personal trainer. And I was like, I'm gonna try and help people be happier through exercise. And then. From that, I ended up doing an internship uh, with Chris Simpson, who was like probably one of the biggest mentors of my career with that. He was a, he was a uh, Institute of Sports Scotland strength and conditioning coach. He allowed me to shadow him. He actually like pushed me to go to college. And I remember saying to him, I was like, man, I'm definitely not, more, I'm definitely not intelligent enough to go. Like I've, 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 I did not fail everything in school, but I just always found it really hard. And I remember just saying to him, like, nah, honestly, not a chance. And he was like, no, I think you'll manage. I think you'll manage. And I uh, forced me in and I, not to brag. like I ended up finishing, like, top of my class. And, like, when I found that I, something that I loved, I was able to really sink my teeth into it. And it was easy for me to go, like, through the stages and learn what I needed to learn and then move and progress and progress. And then from there, Sarah Ramager, another massive inspiration, college lecturer. She, I remember she'd done a talk about becoming a doctor. And she said, like, anybody could go to uni. And I was like, really? So then I went to uni, got a degree in sport and exercise science or applied sport and exercise science. Um, After that, I had a really good job in retail. Like, I kind of just shifted away from it because when I was at uni, I gained a ton of weight. Like, I did have to really work hard just to get a, I can't remember if two, two. I think that's like the equivalent of a C. Like, I had to work really hard to get that. I was a C. And I (laughs) I just ate crap, drank coffee all the time. And I remember like nearly dropping out a couple of times and then i had a pretty good like i got my degree and then i just got into a pretty good job in retail and then like i remember again just feeling like that depressed way like just like there's no point to what i'm doing like i don't have like there's no real purpose like i'm just going to get paid to just look at the clothes that i like but it's not actually fulfilling me and then i moved back to our six years ago uh, i brought ts health and fitness here because i really wanted to help the town um and then from there, I've just tried my absolute all to bring as much opportunity to our growth as I possibly can, and it is obviously starting to like span out a bit now with the online presence that we've got, and like we do. Like Cassandra lives in Sweden, so I've got another coach that works under the brand. Unfortunately, I, I I've had three other coaches as well as Cassandra, uh, and I just just last week my other coach Corey, he's just about to leave, which is absolutely devastating because he was doing an unbelievable job, but he wants to go down a different route. Um, so created TSL and fitness six years ago, built up to the point where I had quite a lot of clients and I realized like I don't really need much more. Like I just love coaching. So I'm going to try and take some coaches under my wing to coach coaches because then we can help more people. Um, and then just I think it must be close to about six months ago, I took over a gym. So I've got TSL and fitness, which is the personal training company, and then I've got Empire by TSHF, which is Empire by TSL and fitness, which is the gym. And, uh, Loving it. Just absolutely loving it. With no regards to competing. Competing in 2021 with you. I've only done one season, but I've done a photo shoot prep back in 2019, which is when I think I maybe started chatting to you yeah.
0: on Instagram
1: and stuff. I think you being I coached think we by Vaughn then.
0: Yeah, I was uh I started coaching with Vaughn 2020. It was during lockdown, because I remember doing all those silly workouts in the in the house. Um remember music, like, Yeah, yeah. Well, may, may do, um, and I think we were probably chatting, or maybe around about that. I remember watching your YouTube videos because I think you put out a few. I did, YouTube yeah. Videos documenting your prep. So uh, obviously, I knew you were working with Vaughn as well, um, and then obviously we got to know each other at the Heart of England. I think that was yeah, UKDF, yeah, 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 which was brilliant. Um, but yeah, man, like you, you are like Relentless on your social media as well like I don't know anyone who is as consistent as you and you put out a lot of just like really good valuable information um which you can tell you're just really passionate about what you do as well and the people you help um but uh I, I guess we'll get onto that in a sec but um how how did how did the competing come about um was that like what sort of time were you like because you said you did strength conditioning, right? And then how yeah. did you kind of venture more into the aesthetic style of like training and stuff like that? So I'd always wanted to look good. Like I always wanted to have, like, I always wanted people
1: to look at me and be like, right, he exercises. Like I always wanted that. Yeah. Um, and growing up, like I had more like my mum's physique. Like I was like quite long, thin limbs. Like my dad's got like, honestly, my dad's like one of the thickest, densest human beings ever. Yeah, and I used to always want to be like, right. Well, I'm skinny. I'm skinny. I need to get bigger. I need to get bigger. And like I was, we would laugh. Me and my dad were laughing and joking. Like I, I feel like only in the past couple of months I've kind of taken a bit of my dad's genetics in my shoulders, finally. But like I was always like slender, athletic, kind of athletic looking. But you know yourself, like at the time you're like, oh, I just look skinny. But when you look back, you're like, I actually looked all right. Yeah. But I wanted to be ripped, and I can remember there was a guy. i I don't know his name he was a fitness model and he had like the most perfect six pack he just had a great chest great big arm shoulders and he was just sat there and i remember being like i want to look like that one day yeah and i'd always had it and i never done anything about it because then i moved into olympic weightlifting after once i'd done the strength and conditioning stuff i started doing a lot more explosive training um because it was more related to like athletes and sports specific stuff and then i remember one day seeing one of my good pals mike goods who's genuinely one of like still to this day he's you'll you'll see he's kind of chunky just now but mate this guy's got like a 20 pack like perfect pecs great arms tiny waist man like I mean like tiny little waist does yeah. crossfit and i remember one day like looking at him and he was like puffing and panting and i was like i don't train very hard like i need yeah. to do something that's like difficult um and then i was like i was like i just bit the bullet i was like right i'm going to get ripped i'm going to do it and i went through and seen Vaughn in Dundee and he was I think maybe like eight days, 10 days out from photo shoot, and he could barely keep his head up. And I was like, I want to know what that feels like. Yeah. And then that led to a photo shoot in 2000, uh, yeah, 2019. And then right towards the end of this, right, hand on heart, this is what Vaughn said to me, the dick, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Am I allowed to swear, actually? Sorry. I, I, yeah, I don't swear very it. often, go but for if it. I do it right. Um, he said to me right towards the end of this photo shoot, he was like, you're maybe a few pounds, maybe a couple of kilos off being stage lean. And I was like, that mother, like, I put my absolute <laughs> all into this. Like, I thought this was it. I thought, like, you can't get any leaner than this. Like, I thought I was yeah. inside out. And he was like, no, no, I could have probably lost a couple more pounds. And then there was, like, a little ember in me that was like, well, I need to know what that feels like. Yeah. And then I kind of took a year out pretty much. Yeah, like, pretty much the whole of 2019. Because we kind of went in the lockdown that after that, didn't we? Like, Good that gym, year, yeah. it was, like, May. Um, May time. Went into like went in the lockdown 2020 it was wasn't it 2020 yeah I think that was yeah yeah so then we went in the this. lockdown but something towards the end of 2019 like I pulled away from it after the photo shoot I was just like gorging and binging and I didn't care and like I felt like I was kind of annoying Vaughn and I was wasting my time wasting my money because I was just like Vaughn I don't care I've binged again like all week yeah I don't want to I don't want I don't want to do this anymore packed it in and then 2020 I was like like just before the end of that year I was like right look, we're going to do it. And uh, off season and lockdown, and then competing in twenty twenty one, and it was just purely to try and I wanted to know what it felt like being stage lean, and then I actually didn't even get as lean as I got in two thousand nineteen than I did in twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, you still looked unbelievable, and I, you like your your abs were definitely a standout. Um, um, but like I know the amount of work you put in this off season, and like the next time. I know you're going through a bit of a mini cut at the moment but next time you step on stage there's going to be like some huge improvements um open to so. and you can see that you're like it's it's amazing how it just kind of like you just get invested in it all because i think i was like kind of similar where i i'd seen i think there was a few like youtubers i'd watched on uh when I was back in uni and it was like, oh, they're inspiration. It was like, Ziz, did, did you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, there was a couple of good like cracks on his videos that I used to like.
0: Yeah. He was just like a joker. Right. And yeah. that, that for some reason that just like really inspired me when I was at uni. It was just like, um, and, and I wanted to be like, I want to get ripped because of that. And then I think I remember just someone it was my first coach came up to me. and was like, why don't you give bodybuilding a go? And I'd thought about it for a while. And then, just went and did it, I had no idea like what to expect, went through the process and then ever since it's kind of built up and built up yeah. um, and I'm just like fully invested, probably like yourself now. It's just like, let's go yeah. for
1: it. It's so funny. Like I can remember, oh, I hope my mom and dad don't listen to this. No, nah, actually I can't fully tell the full story. That's right. I, uh, I remember being at a party with my cousin and my cousin had competed in, a believe, bikini. And I remember being sat there like kind of, a bit arrogant now that I look back being like, yeah, I think, I'd, I think I'd be pretty good at getting ripped. Like, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. And this was before 2019. And I, th- I think it was maybe 2018. And I'd said, like, I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to do it next year. And everyone was like, yeah, you've always said this, Tom. You've always said it. And she was like, you don't choose bodybuilding. Bodybuilding chooses you. And I remember being like, shut up. Dafty. Yeah. Dafty. Like, whatever. And right enough, like, as soon as I stepped on stage, I was like, this is, this is for me. Like, yeah. this, like, this is my thing. Like, I love this. Like I absolutely do love it, but yeah, it's I think there is like like you're saying like is this like a, is it investment or is it you're just swallowed and engulfed by it? I'm not sure probably <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> one or the other um yeah i i it's that because you've got quite a deep passion on helping people who like through weight loss, which is not i i don't I don't know if you 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 have done like quite a few like folk shoot getting like full shoot ready, but you have not yeah, yeah. you don't typically do like um uh clients who are competing right it's mainly uh-huh. mainly sort of gen pop weight loss that is your passion would you say like going through the whole process of doing a part and stuff has like deepened that passion and yeah uh, has it helped you with with uh kind of coaching those types of people yeah so i think some of the stuff like
1: so i put this like i'll tell you here's a funny thing quickly just before we go into this yeah yeah so I wasn't going to read your questions. I was like, I'm just going to freestyle it. I'm just going to totally do it off the cuff. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to like have to overthink it or anything like that. And I was telling my dad, I was like, dad, I'm on this podcast tonight. It's going to be brilliant. He sent my questions, but I'm just going to wing it. And my dad was like, no, no, you can't do that. You've got, you got to read his questions. You've got to read his questions. So when I was out walking the, the, my neighbor's dog just there, honestly, my mind was going like a million miles an hour. I was like, what's the biggest lessons? And I've got like 40 of them. I was yeah. like, <laughs> so I wish I hadn't read them. You probably
0: shouldn't have read
1: it. <laughs> honestly man but like that is like i think one of the biggest things that i learned like during one of my cuts and we'll come back because i I've, honestly i'd really like to talk about that question because i think there's a few things that maybe like physique competitors and bodybuilders they'll be able to relate to them but then i also think there'll be parts of it that, like gym pop people will be like ah i didn't realize that yeah like yeah. to me bodybuilding is what like the athlete it's like the extreme version of what the average gym goers kind of looking for Like, they maybe want to build a little bit of muscle and they want to lose a little bit of fat. And if you want to do, like, if you want to do that, why not shoot for, like, the people that know how to get the most out of training, the most out of nutrition, the most, or, like, be able to stay in a calorie deficit for the longest period of time? Because that was something that I noticed as a personal trainer. It was really hard to get people to stay in a deficit for a long time. And just back back in the day, it was because I just told people, just hit calories, just hit calories. And they'll try to eat, like, 15 milky bars a day and then it was like making them starve and they're like oh, I can't do this and I was like oh crap I don't know how to do it then whereas once you've gone through a prep and you've realized like breaking up bloody rice cakes and pouring a bit of almond milk over it to make it seem like a massive bowl of something can make you feel fuller than like a mars bar like you you learn a lot of little little tips that can go a long way yeah. things like routine you know like how you you've done a you speak a lot about this yourself like how important routine is because I never believed it before. I was like, nah, I'm an off the cuff guy. I'm laid back. I don't need any of that. But then as soon as you find out routine makes everything a bit easier, you're like, I'm just going to stick to routine. It makes life easier. Yeah. And I do, I think like, and this was something I was going to say on like that, on that last question about things that I've learned during preps and that, like the more you do them, the more you do learn and you learn something big each time. I think whether it's about yourself or it's, it's you're looking out at the world and you do. And I'm a kind of spiritually philosophical person. So like, I do look at things like that, but no, I definitely, I've definitely benefited as a coach. Um, and I, I like to be able to say that like, I would never get any client to do anything that I've not done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. Like with, with a lot of gen pop people, um, they see these uh, people who have got incredible physiques as being so outreach. And I remember personally being, at that stage when i started going to the gym i was like well i'm never i'm never gonna like obtain that but there's a part of me that like keep wanted it so i just kept kind of going and and it isn't as it's not unobtainable for the average person to create an epic physique and get incredible results um and a lot of the stuff that i've seen on your uh, instagram stories and i don't know if it's related to this but um you you totally like you totally nailed it here. It's like you you put up a meme of the guy chipping away at a wall, getting yeah. to the diamonds, and it's like a lot of the times people just kind of turn back before they're like so close to getting that that that, at, that point. Um, and and do you experience those sort of like challenges a lot, like with people that you coach, and how how yeah. do you overcome those barriers?
1: Yeah, no, I, that happens quite a lot. Yeah, and I think I think there's a few things to almost blame for it and then I think there is also like I have this quote that's me and uh, me and my main man Ross I told him I was going to shout him out for this Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Ross I said this to Ross once and it stuck with him and it's kind of like our quote now like everybody can do this but not everybody can do this
0: yeah that's a good one
1: so like everybody can gain muscle and lose fat but not everybody, not every human, because they just either. And I think a lot of the time it's like it's as simple as he who says he can, he who says he can't. They're both right. Mm-hmm. And I think there is just like that. As soon as you have that, like, I can't do it, and you believe it, you you can't do it. And I think a brutal thing within like the world that we live in just now, especially within the fitness industry, is people are trying to demonize getting lean. Like we have that, like, and I'm again, I'm not, I don't ever. Like every, everybody's free to do whatever they want right they genuinely and i and, and I, I wholeheartedly mean that as well but it's a bit worrying that we've got like these like healthy at every size movements i'll probably get cancelled for saying this sort of stuff but chris doesn't agree oh, yeah. with this this is just like my thoughts and it's not like <laughs> my set fact but like being obese is it's there's a risk factor with being obese yeah and like people saying like oh healthy at every size and But there's also like the opposite end of the spectrum. There's risk factors there as well. When people go into like um, anorexia, things like that. Like there's, but these are the extreme ends of these things. And what's happening is people are trying to like pull people both ways and try and put them off going the opposite direction to what they're going. That people are now starting to get a bit confused. And like a thing that I hear a lot and it's really upsetting is like, say someone's got zero understanding of calories and you ask them to track calories for a couple of days they'll then flip it and be like oh I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with tracking calories and you're like you're not, you're just learning something new. Yeah. And I think there's I think there's a lot of like I think there's a lot of external factors and then I think like and I know this is such a, like an old maybe even like more of an american sort of thing to say that like anybody can achieve anything. But I think we've gone so far the opposite way to it that it's like no, you can't achieve anything. Don't even strive for more. Like just settle down where you are, like that's enough. And I think it is. I think there's, like, a psychological thing where a lot of people get a lot of self-doubt. And then I think there's, like, external factors trying to, like, pull people away from. Like, don't try and get lean. And even in the fitness industry, you got, like, big names. And I I know James Smith. Like, I, I like his stuff. His YouTube videos are way better than his Instagram. His Instagram's very much, like, designed for social media to blow up and grow. But if you watch his videos, like, he'll talk about, like, all bodybuilders are just self-conscious they're only trying to do it because they just want to get dick skin thin because they want other people to look at them and be like wow i don't do it for that like i don't i, I don't i don't i've never thought of that either and i've never felt like that and I, I feel like when you're backstage getting pumped up there's like a camar- camaraderie more so than anything than like oh look at me it's way more like it's way more than that there's a challenge to it there's yeah I'm kind of see. I'm going off on a tangent and waffling here, but oh, it's, it's, I think like those external factors can influence people to be like, "Oh, I, I'm best just either just staying a bit overweight and unhappy," and
0: or like you shouldn't be trying to get lean because it's obsessive or dangerous. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's something that's been on my mind a lot, like especially nowadays, is just the extremes that you hear on social media, and it's yeah. the. the the, the answer is often like it's not black or white it's like quite gray like it's somewhere in between and it's these big accounts that are pushing their sort of ideology i guess sometimes um but it's all based off their their own experience a lot of time of course like you're all gonna have our own biases and i I try and be really careful with that myself like anything i say i just need to go back and think right Chris, is this based off your own experience because everyone has a different life experience and i think it's so yes. you need to be so careful when you're like preaching ideas that yes. it's not just based off kind of what's relevant to you and, and what you've experienced in your life
1: yeah and like that's the thing Like, i'm not really like set in stone with anything that i say on here like just in case anybody's like like i'm I'm kind of, like, expressing to almost create conversation. Like, I'd rather talk yeah, about yeah. it than just, like, say, this is what's right and wrong. Because, like, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to create a cult. I'm not trying to be, like, this is right, this is wrong. I'm just, like, I am just kind of, like, venting or
0: riffing with you. Like, I don't have yeah. a set
1: opinion on anything.
0: But I think I do, that's like... it. Conversation's good, right? So, and yeah. and you just need to be, sometimes you need to, like, voice those sort of strong opinions to to get that, that moving and sparking. Yes, yeah.
1: But yeah, I think I think I think it is difficult. Like I do think because I'll be honest as well, there's been a couple of times I've taken clients on and like they've blown me away. Like yeah. I've I've pretty quickly learned that like you can never you can never predict it. You've got to kind of just let things play out. Um sometimes you'll have clients that are doing unbelievable, and then something just happens in life and they can't do it. Or you'll have someone that's like not that bothered. Like I've taken a couple of clients on before. Uh and they're just like i just want to tone up i just want to lose a couple of pounds and you're like all right and you start with them and they're like holy i can't believe how good this is let's let's do a photo shoot and you're like really yeah so it's 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 an unpredictable game i think it's a very unpredictable yeah, it,
0: game i i think that's it like uh, you just can't predict uh the sometimes you can you've got obviously personality traits on people who are who achieve their goals, et cetera. But sometimes it's just so hard to yeah. kind of predict that. So it's kind of like you, you can't judge a book by its color sort of uh, thing. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Did I answer that? I, I hope I answered the question. Now, you I did. Didn't go to the tangent. But like, and this is the so this is my issue, right? And for anybody that's listening, the best way to describe the way my brain works is like a spider diagram. Like, there'll be an initial thought and then it will just shoot off a circle will appear and then it'll be like five other arms shoot off and I need to try and almost bring them all back together to then answer my idea because it's like almost like multifaceted and layered it's like there's a bit more to it so sorry if I do I will always try and come back to the point
0: but I may go off on a bit of a, like a Billy Connolly tangent and then come back to it no man that's what I like about you though as well it's just like you share your thoughts and you're very true to your thoughts on uh on social media, because a lot of people, again, are quite, they're not, you, you can tell, like, a lot of people aren't, like, true yeah. to themselves. Yeah. Um, whereas you just, like, you're just honest with your your opinions and stuff, which is brilliant. It's refreshing to see. I appreciate that. I'm trying to be raw. I'm trying to almost, like, yeah. not make
1: it the highlight reel. Because everybody says, oh, remember, social media is just a highlight reel. Like, I'm trying to be, like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. If you yeah. can You can just show that, like, you have crap days. You can just show that things do get difficult. But it doesn't mean that something is like hard or impossible for everyone or anyone else. It just, that's like my, my hard. Because I remember, I don't know if you've ever seen like Josh, uh, Josh Bridgman once spoke about this. Like he was like talking about like this prep is really, really difficult. But if you look at other things in the world, like it's not that big of a deal. It's just my own little world. And he says, but that doesn't stop it from being hard. And like if you can like contextualize like your own life and be like, look, there are hard parts in life. And I try to do them. I try and just share them real time on social media. Can't always do it because sometimes it's so hard or like someone else is involved that yeah. I don't really want to like put someone else's life or like name out there. But yeah, man, it's it's tough. Like running a business is tough. Um trying to be a good husband's tough. Trying to be a good family, like family man's tough. Be I'm like the worst friend. Like if any of my friends listen, they'll be like, Yeah, I've not seen Tom in like a couple months now. 'Cause he's just been head down with his bodybuilding stuff. And I'm I'm one of those bodybuilders as well. Like I am like one of those hood up on my own in my own little zone. Like I I like doing that. Like
0: it makes it a little bit easier for me. Absolutely. You like, I mean you you're you're doing a lot, man, and and your, your time to train is your own time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Um I guess I guess we've kind of answered this, but I did have the question of I kind of wanted to get into dieting because I know that's, that is your area, right? That's what you help people with is um, fat loss, it's yeah. your specialty. Um, what, what are the challenges that you kind of see frequently coming up um, for your clients, for, for anyone? Okay, so... when I, it's, let's, let's not think about maybe like physique competitors. Let's just yes. kind of go like gen pop. Yeah, so the biggest, I think the biggest challenge
1: 100% is, and I post about this so regularly is this idea of balance. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, I want to have a balance. I want to have a balanced lifestyle. So like, first off, you have to remember, like, balance would be even. And balance doesn't move anywhere. So if you want balance, you're going to stay where you are. You have to shift it. Like energy balance, you have to shift it to a deficit. You have to shift it to a negative energy balance. So you can't have the same balance that you want now to go into fat loss. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And I think what's happened as well in the world is we've come so far away from like living a healthy lifestyle and healthy lifestyle is not that extreme. Getting outside for a little bit of sunlight, managing your stress, getting some sleep, staying hydrated just to your own thirst. Like you don't have to drink a certain amount. You don't have to do a certain amount of steps, but you want to be some sort of active. You want to be on your feet, moving about a little bit, doing a little bit of exercise and eating nutritious foods. Like that's not extreme, but everybody sees that as now like, oh, that's a diet. Yeah. Yeah that what's happening is like people still seem to think that to have balance, they can have like all the, like the yummy tasty Uber, like even highly processed or even like unhealthy stuff, but do it like 50, 50. And it like really doesn't work like that. No, because like, let's take alcohol, for example, let's say you have a boozy night, like, okay, the calories, there was extra calories that night. You had a bit of downtime, but then the next day you don't train. The day after you have a training session, but it's crap. You maybe be the day after you have takeaway, you go over your calories again, and then it's prolonged. So then that's not really balanced. You've almost like undone like three or four days from one night out. Takeaways again, like people don't realize how many calories are in them. And I and I do think that like, that like so like the biggest just to like try and answer it in a sense is like, we are just so far away from living healthy that when you try and get someone to diet, it's really hard to diet someone on like the unhealthy lifestyle that most people live now. Yeah. And a, a question, and I asked this today, like, like what is balance to most people? Because for probably for you and I, right, balance is probably like it's fair to have a takeaway a week. Mm-hmm. It's fair to have probably a couple drinks. Don't have to get bloated Just a few drinks, maybe, and then you maybe go out for like a lunch or two, or you'll have like a couple pastries. Let's say. Yeah. So let's say that's like four or five meals over the whole week. And even there, I feel like that's maybe a bit excessive. Yeah. But what are people wanting? Are they wanting to be able to have like, right, I've done a workout now, so I'll have a takeaway. Next day, I'll, I've done 10,000 steps, so I'm going to have a, a couple of bottles of wine. Like once it starts getting like that day to day, it doesn't balance out. And the way I like to describe it as well is if you do imagine it scales, the unhealthier bricks, the healthiest feathers, like you have to accumulate a whole heap of feathers to equate the same as a brick, yeah if you're wanting that balance and people don't it's it's I'm not saying for I'm not talking for everybody here. I think a lot of people
0: when they do see how much effort you have to put in it can be it can be quite difficult would you say like that shift in balance needs to be a bit smaller than what people think it has to be as well oh, because yeah. like that that's Obviously, something you see... and you know, I know you see, like... uh What's his name? Like, Eddie Abu and all that, like, preaching. Oh, you oh. Need to, like, you can't have any of this, right? And then people will try such a restricted diet that they'll last four or five weeks. And then, yeah. like, they'll, they'll stop, right? They'll, they'll... It's not... Especially someone who's come from maybe a background of having the opposite end, right? Yeah. So, I actually... I just spoke to someone
1: about this just the other day, right? If you imagine a spectrum, this ends, like, as unhealthy as you could possibly get. Like, you're washing down Big Macs for, like, heroin smoothies and that. And then, like, you have absolutely everything health-wise dialed in. Like, you are, you're doing everything. Like, you're doing, like, meditation. You're doing journal. You're doing everything. Like, you are almost like a monk just, like, gliding through life. Like, there's no stresses. There's no worries or nothing. Most people are like down this end and they think they, or they try and jump all the way to there and it's just not sustainable. It's too much, but they could make progress if they just move to there. Yeah. And if they move to there. And like I was saying with like the James Smith and the extreme things like that, that Eddie guy, whatever his name is, he's someone that also pulls people away. Like simple things like people are like, Oh, I've cut carbs out. I've cut bread out. And you're like, do you like, what did you have for breakfast before? Oh, I always had a bit of butter and toast. So now you don't have breakfast yeah i don't have breakfast and you're like
0: yeah it always just seems to me like it is quite common sense when like exactly what we spoke about there when you picture like health to me i'm like very like a good varied diet like occasionally having a takeaway um and you know going to the gym training maybe getting some activity and doesn't have to be like loads of resistance training like we do because we train to be kind of bodybuilders whatever yeah. um but people just I, I feel like it gets like really overcomplicated. and obviously fat loss is a complicated problem it's not yeah. just a simple case of you know calories and stuff there's a lot of psychological factors what's it bio biopsychosocial factors that go mm-hmm. into it as well um but yeah, what, what do you think's kind of led to maybe the culture that we see today around sort of eating and behavior? So I, I don't
1: wanna sound like I don't wanna sound like a conspiracy theorist, right? I really like I really yeah. don't wanna sound like I walk about with a tinfoil hat, but like we understand so much about human nature now and like what drives humans and, and dopamine. It's so easy to make, like, small, easy to digest, excuse the pun, like, dunts of dopamine. Yeah. That you can you can become, like, a multi-billionaire by creating some sort of service that will tap into quick hits of dopamine. Yeah. And I, I think that that is a, a big part. Of, like, I do think that's a big part of it. I think it's, like, you can feel really good for a really short space of time pretty simply with very little effort and i think that like like they know that the human body loves like fatty salty sugary foods so we just have these like highly like ultra highly ultra highly processed foods that they just make that are like that so that humans are going to want to eat more of it and if you if you buy something you eat it once that company doesn't make a lot of money if you buy it eat it and then you're like oh my god i want that again and you go back to it, I think that, I think marketing, because they're so good at marketing now. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody knows McDonald's is not good for you. Everybody. Yeah. If I go along at McDonald's now, there'll be a queue in the drive through Yeah. But they're just so good at marketing that they just make you want it. They put those things in it to make you like your body be like, oh, go get it, go get it again. I don't know if it's addictive. I don't, I don't know if that is true. I don't know if that is a thing or not, but. I think that
0: the fact that they understand humans so well, I think that's: it they'll, have, it. they'll have like experts like human psychology, like a whole team, like McDonald's visit, biggest company, one, probably one of the biggest companies in the world, right? So yeah. they, they're going to have a team of everyone to get that marketing absolutely spot-on. 100 percent. was yeah.
1: I read a thing once about Coca-Cola want to have like they, they, they looked at your stomach, right, and they looked at what you would put in it, and they were like, right, if we own hundred percent of the things that we that go into your stomach we're we're like pretty much controlling what humans eat yeah and that was their target their goal was to have like hundred percent shares of the human stomach so they want to try and figure out how to do that so and like coca-cola yeah it like do you know what i mean it's not it's not going to kill you like for folk i'm saying this like you can have coca-cola it's not gonna like i am not a conspiracy theorist yeah, but yeah. i think that is what's kind of leading to it yeah like i do think it's just marketing social media we're moving yeah. away from, or like the, the idea of like dopamine and how how good they are at getting getting us to like
0: keep buying back into that response. Yeah, I, f- I feel it's just kind of gets worse and worse with like how social media is expanding and everything, yeah. you know?
1: yeah, 100%. I think that's, maybe it's, we do live in what's called an obesogenic society as well just now. Like, so public transport's the best it's ever been. You can get an Uber yeah. right to your door. Uh, you can get taxis. You can get trams. You can get buses, trains. There's even boats you can get. So you don't have to walk anywhere. Most of us sit a lot and spend a lot of time on our phones, tablets. Screen times longer than it's ever been. Foods are higher in calories than they've ever been. Education on nutrition's very, very, very poor now. Um, very poor. Uh, and then, like you can get little hits of dopamine. You can almost feel like you're living a life just in your living room watching the TV. Like it's, it's tough. It's like a tough time, but I think a lot of people do know, right? This isn't what I should be doing. And that's why like they still strive for being healthy, being fit, being strong, or maybe even looking a certain way or like reducing body fat. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you find like with a lot of people going down the route of like trying to pursue a healthier life, they just get, obviously a lot of people succeed down that path but there are people who kind of trip up and fail on that journey what 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 do you think that stumbling block is what what do you think is it the sort of marketing enticing people back in and so i think again so this is the thing that's hard with me there's like a bunch of like those little arms on that spider diagram shooting off right i'm just getting all those those thoughts that have been going on in your brain and that that uh, walk earlier on so I think one of, the, one of them, and I think there's like two like main, main things. And I
1: think it's like expectations versus reality. I think a lot of people think, oh, okay, I've been at the gym two times this week. That's twice as much as last week, which is times, like 200% more than like the week before. So like, surely I'm going to see progress.
0: Yeah. And then they
1: don't see it. And I think that's a huge tripping block. Yeah, It's the same as well with um, like fat loss. I think people lose a few pounds. And then they look down and they're like, "I've still got a fat belly." What? I think there's like this big disappointment with it. And then the other thing that I think, like maybe falls into the same thing, is I think people jump above where they actually are. Like you know, you're saying there, like people, like oh, if I was to go on that spectrum again, like people go a bit too extreme. Like yeah. I think it's really common now for, and you'll you'll see this, you'll um, in the industry, people will do their PT. And then they'll become like prep coaches. Like they don't do a prep themselves. They just decide they're a level above. And then what I find a lot of the time is people now think that they're above just going to a personal trainer and getting a bit of like a lifestyle change. And they're like, oh, I'm going to compete. Or I should be this elite level athlete. When the reality is like they're a bit lower down. And I know it's hard to be like completely honest with yourself and like, like push your ego to the side and be like, actually i've never been in the gym i should probably learn how to do a basic squat before i'm thinking about like my mandatories yeah
0: does that make sense it does yeah i I think it feeds back into the whole idea you're saying is like as humans we just kind of seek dopamine hits from there and like getting to that next light it feels good right when you're starting off at the gym getting that initial like kilo off you you're always like I want more I want more and it's is evident in bodybuilding right yeah um, but people jump the gun too quickly and if it's not instant reward and gratification then it can be easy and I think it's learning to like just kind of ignore that dopamine those like dopamine hits a lot of the time like especially for a journey like natural bodybuilding where it's like so so slow so you just have to yeah. take each day as it
1: comes 100 percent. 100% and that, and that was like one of the questions that you asked me like the one question that you asked me that really made my mind go off was like the last question that you ask everybody yeah, but yeah. like one of the biggest things that it taught me was patience yeah because when I became a personal trainer like, I was like right I want to know what the secrets are to get a six pack I went through my personal training and I was like right no secrets they're just saying like being a calorie deficit and keep going but there must be a secret Went Mm -hmm. to college. I was like, the secret will be in college. They'll know because I'm going to be a level above, so I'll be able to piece it together. Stay in the calorie deficit and just keep going. So I was like, right, uni, uni, it's another level up. They're going to know more. They're going to know the secret. Nope. Started my own company, started trying to coach people through it, and I was like, right, there has to be a secret, has to be a secret. And then I'd done it myself, and I was like, the secret is you just have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Take that patience and just... Giving yourself time and not putting too much stress, like not putting too much pressure on
0: yourself to be anywhere by the end of the week. Just tick your boxes each week. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. No, I I entirely resonate with that. Um, and it can be, it can be frustrating at times. But you've you've experienced the end result as well. Like if if you're doing a physique transformation, it's unbelievable at the end. There's nothing like it. There's no. nothing. There's not feeling like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think like especially like bodybuilding the whole for me anyway and I know not everyone has the same experience and this is going back to the point I don't want to just speak by my own experiences. yeah but like true. for me like the, the whole state the whole show day experience is just it just makes it so worthwhile and it's like being with people who have been through the same journey etc um
1: yeah I kind of wanted to touch perfect. I wanted to touch on that point as well of like yeah 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 when, like, when you're backstage with everyone, everyone's talking, like, how was your prep? And there's always someone that had to do something way shitter than you did. Yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah. Someone will be like, oh, three hours a day on the Stairmaster, and I was on 800 calories. And you're like,
0: Bleh? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you can totally feel that at that point, right? You're like, oh, yeah. you're already in the depths of it. And you're like, that must have been painful.
1: And, like, like, when me and you met, as soon as I started speaking to you, I was like, I like this guy. Like yeah. I just knew, but I think it's more evident with females. Like I think like a lot of females that compete, they actually become like, like bestest of friends. Yeah, yeah, like I've seen it a lot. Like even with like I know, I know everybody gets photos together and everyone's excited to compete in that, but like they would know each other from like seasons before, or like the new, like they knew, like they became. And I don't know if it is. I, I don't know if it's like the common ground or like going through the struggles. I, I don't I feel I don't fully know, but. I think that's one of the coolest parts as well, like how kind of sound people were and like meeting like-minded folk. I, th- I think I think that was class. That is a class part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. um Yeah, it surprised me as well. Like just, oh, um, especially like the natural scene, how sound everyone is, and they're not yeah. like you know, not everyone is like your typical stereotype of a bodybuilder, is someone who's really vain and narcissistic and ways yeah. and stuff like that but that that's not that again that's not my experience really I've I, I, there's definitely people like that for sure definitely bodybuilders like that but yeah. um, a lot of the guys are so here's here's something for you then right so that last
1: season last year right for you was yeah. like you were like all in all eggs in the basket did you still feel like pally backstage or were you more like I'm here to win like I am competing did you feel more like
0: that or did you feel so I felt more like that before stepping on stage? Okay. But after, like after the results had been and and stuff like there was that guy. I don't know if you can remember back in Dubai, um, the guy that came third, because you you knew like I was worried about him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. He, he got he got posing coaching off Kez and um like you could you could feel the the tension before we stepped on stage yeah and and then afterwards it's just like start chatting to each other it's like this is sound guy like yeah yeah but you don't know up until that point because you are kind of like that right before well that was just me like before i stepped on stage but afterwards I i think for me it was more like cool relaxing and stuff and then I don't know. If that was more like on the first show, and then afterwards, you kind of get into your groove. And then I feel more like I know people on the circuit and stuff. And like, well, as soon as you speak to someone, it's like you know this guy's sound. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it's like for you as well. Like, competing. so from like in 2021, when I was competing with you and
1: that, like, I always knew you were way bigger, way leaner. Like, I knew you. I always knew you were going to be beating me. So like, I never went to any show being like, oh, I could potentially. Like, I never had that. And I know that that's like. What everybody says, but a lot of people are going to like compete. Like people want to win. Like now, for me, like now, I like when I compete in 2025, like I'm not doing all this effort now to just make up numbers. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, so that's why I was kind of wanting to ask. Like, I was, I was like, I hope that it doesn't change my whole experience. Does that, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, before it for me, it was like, this is class. Like, I'm around a bunch of people that have gone through what I've just done, but they've probably done it a few times.
0: And they're better than me. Yeah, I, I relate to any sport because obviously, like, you're a sporty guy yourself. Like, when I grew up, I played a lot of tennis um, and it was exactly the same before before the game. There was obviously, you weren't really chatting as much. But then after the game, it's all good, you know, no matter who wins or loses. I think uh, sport like sportsmanship is a huge, huge part of it all. Um, I've been taught, I've been brought up, like, and raised to try and be a good sport and i think that's so important especially in bodybuilding um well i want to stay
1: on this point because when you asked me as well about lessons i've learned from bodybuilding like not all the lessons have been from like things that i've gone through myself and the way that you handled coming second in dubai was like it honestly it was like textbook like taking i don't want to say like is it a loss coming second i'm not sure if that's a loss when it's, like, such a high... But, like, we all thought, like, we were all there because we were like, he's going to win, like, let's go. But the way that you handled it was honestly... And honestly, that's been, like, a huge lesson for me. Like, yeah. I think I probably would... Before seeing you do that, I think I would have probably been quite stroppy. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I would have been a bit like, uh, judges fought, like, I'm way bigger than him. Like, I think I would have been like... Like, I would have been like that. But having yeah. seen you do that, I was just like, that's so professional. Like I honestly, mate, it's and you genuinely fun. deserve like credit for it because I t- I took a lot away from that trip to Dubai just watching you compete and seeing how you dealt with everything. Honestly, it was just unbelievable, mate.
0: Yeah, I think I think I've spoken about this before. I know Vaughn always bangs on it about it as well as um you have that time to be emotional and then you just have to think what is the logical sort of way to progress forward from here. Because you can't make any sort of like rational decisions in your head when um when you're emotional right and that's when a lot of people will maybe like outburst a bit um i just try and learn to keep keep that to myself and then experience that emotions to myself and then afterwards i'm like right okay what what did that make sense did that result make sense there's not much i can do about now how do i progress forward how can i give this another go and that's that's kind of what i took away from lot of this season because a lot of the results didn't quite go my way as well yes. um and and it will happen again and it'll obviously like it'll probably happen to yourself but at some point if you just keep going I, I feel like you will get rewarded at some point
1: and honestly man hearing you say that just like it's just so admirable like from my side to, like like hearing you say it i'm like that's like that's like a true professional like being able to accept, because like I'm, be dead serious. The only thing I think about now is winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even let. But like the way that you dealt with it, I do think about that. I do think about the way that you dealt with it, and I'm like, I hope I it like, because I know I'm, I'm not going to win everything. I know I'm yeah. not. And I, I just constantly think like, I hope I can deal with it as professionally as Chris did. Because it was, was, it was so cool, man. Honestly. Yeah. Not oh, losing
0: or coming second. Like I don't know, it's not really losing, is it? It's just not winning. Suppose when I suppose when you set yourself a big goal like it is, it is objectively you've lost. You haven't hit your goal, right? But yeah. um for me, like I I just want to keep going until I reach that goal. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. if I was to climb a Monroe or whatever and I was to be two hundred meters from the top and I would just be I would never just be like, I'm gonna go back down again. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like yeah no matter how like stormy or how bad that last 200 meters is i'm just going to keep trying to chip away at it
1: that's class.
0: so have you got any plans for competing yeah um so it's either going to be 2025 or 2026 just depends on like personal sort of circumstances yes. but yeah it'll be roundabout then because i listened to your board shorts and banner are we allowed
1: banner to talk banner. about them yeah you can go don't ahead don't give them the free advertisement <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I listened to you one on there, and like when they asked you, you didn't kind of, you kind of, you could tell
0: you weren't really. You kind of went around the the so question. I, I will definitely compete again, but it's just I don't know where it's going to be twenty twenty four, five, or twenty twenty six. As I say, like I don't like to leave that unfinished business. Basically, yeah, hundred percent. For for people that do listen and think, um, a dick. You're
1: probably going to think I'm a dick. Like what I said oh, to okay. Chris when he uh, when I last seen him. And he was like, oh, I might compete in 2025. I just said, like, straight faced, you don't want to compete in 2025 because I'll be winning everything.
0: <laughs> he was just
1: like, because he's the sweetest guy in the world. He was like, Oh, yeah, you're right, Tom. Maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Chris, there's no way. Like, I, the, 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 how much bigger you are than me, and could never see me ever, honestly. But that's like, even when, when we were like warming up the back and we're chatting, and like, we had that kind of, like, I, I probably would say, like, I'm, I'm I, in fact, Either me or your mum, your biggest fans.
0: Yeah, my mum was mom pretty good at uh, at the judging side of things as well. I, I think Kez picked up on that in the, in the WNBF. So, like, oh, your mum's pretty good at like, yeah, I <laughs> think the winners are going to be in that. He's got a keen eye for it all. That's class. I was a good, yeah. I mean, that, that's what makes it for me is just like those, those uh, memories as well. Like yourself coming. I, I, I just think that was unbelievable. For someone to come all the way to Dubai to support me, I was just, like, oh, unreal, man.
1: No, yes. I mean, Again, I, so I, I joke, like, I see, like, you and Gregor as, like, my two little brothers. Like, I, I joke about yeah, it, but yeah. I kind of mean it as well, you know? I was devastated I didn't get to see any of you and Gregor shows last year, apart from, like, the Dubai one, but, like, just with, like, how busy my life got with trying to get to the gym, like, I was devastated. Like, I really wanted to come along and support yous, but...
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have expected it as well, man. Like, honestly, like, just coming to Dubai was unbelievable. Um, It was some it, seagull with Vaughn. So, I, I guess, we, should, we didn't even really touch on this. Like I have had Vaughn on, on the, the podcast as well. I,
1: yeah. I'm not listening to that, idiot. I have to listen to him every <laughs> single week. There's no way I'm listening to him again. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't mean that, Vaughn. Um,
1: But we both got coached by Vaughn. In- Like when he was going, he kind of just like threw it out. He was like, "You want to come out and see the standard?" And he was like, "Chris is competing." I was like, "Well, if Chris is competing, I'll I'll come." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I I must had a good month of PT or something because God knows how. Like I can't remember how much it costs or anything. But I just I came out (laughs) and see see living with Vaughn. What a fucking. (laughs) Honestly, we just laughed the whole time. Like I was just like looking at him sometimes. Like, how do you get through the day, man? Like, (laughs) (laughs) wait. So there is that photo. Like there's the three of us, and you're just prepped out of your mind. You just sat there like miserable. Yeah. Me yeah. and Vaughn are just like hosing ourselves because Vaughn, because I out angled Vaughn in a photo years ago or son. And he's like, oh, I better make sure I look bigger than you, Tom. And we're laughing. But we'd had chips and cheese that morning for breakfast. <laughs> and you were just dying. Yeah. <laughs> it was just
0: a good laugh. Just such I a I was good loving night. life off the rice cakes, man. <laughs> just <laughs> rice cakes and jam and peanut butter or something. <laughs> That's a- I Mate, mean, I
1: don't, I don't want to, I do, I genuinely don't want to keep waffling on. But that was another thing that I like popped up in my head when it was like things that you like you've learned from bodybuilding. I think there's things that you don't actually learn, but there's stuff that you just can't unlearn. Yeah. And like how good a salted caramel rice cake with peanut butter and jam tastes when you are starving, hungry. Like it is unbelievable <laughs> how good it tastes. But you have it's it good. like when you're absolutely. Full of the gunnels, and you're like this is mediocre. Like this is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It is like crack. It's crazy how what? much your um, physiology changes, right? And like yeah. the adaptations and food, how how much better food tastes when you're when you're extremely lean. I can remember being on a train and I could like I could smell a Snickers, and I could
1: smell like the chocolate. I could smell the nuts, the caramel, the nugget, nougat, however you say that. Mm-hmm. Like. I remember just and I like they were far enough away that I could see it still, but like I knew from the smell of it on a train, like so bad, <laughs> so
0: bad. <laughs> oh man! Um, no, it makes me excited for for next time around when you're competing as well. Yeah, I um, can't wait. I, I I think you should you definitely should try that Dubai because I I, I honestly think your physique would be very suited to what they were looking for out there as well
1: yeah yeah i kind of like the idea of trying to do like and i think like you we spoke about this and i don't know if you probably have to maybe edit this bit out but like maybe sticking with like one federation and yeah, just yeah. doing a bunch of their shows like i kind of like the idea of that but to be honest like when i competed in 2021 like the uk up show that's like an untested like i the way that they looked after the athletes and everyone was phenomenal. WMBF, abs- absolutely, I loved that. That was my favourite. But I think the bronze medal that I walked away with, I think that was like, a, a, like swayed it a bit. Yeah. Um, who else did I go with? The UK DFA. I did like that. I did really like that, actually. Because that was kind of like, that was my first Natty show, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was my first Natty. So that was like my, I kind of say that's like my first show. It was competitive um, as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think I came fifth. Yeah. After my first show, I'd done like a small show. I think it was like the UK BFF. It was an untested like small show. Um, And I came second in that. And it was quite, it was actually quite a big show. But like when I came off stage, I was like to Vaughn, I was like, if I can manage to come like first calls this season, like first call outs, I was like, I'll, I'll be absolutely over the moon. And then that just ended up being like my goal. I was like, if I can just get first call outs every show, like I'll be, just so happy and then i ended up like the wmbf show that you won came third in that and i just remember being like wow this is this is unbelievable
0: yeah I, you you're going on about me and dubai you know coming second the way you dealt with it but i from what from what i could see like your first season as well you 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 dealt with like because for you i knew i knew that third place was a loss for you um and, yeah, yeah. and you dealt with it really well how, how did you feel after that season i was done I was yeah. like I was just completely
1: done with like bodybuilding and everything but like I remember like I can't remember if it was after one of my shows I came off and I was like Vaughn I I think we scrap prep I need to go into an off season right away and uh I think it was I actually think you were a bit that swayed the vote like it was like get yeah. a chance go on stage with Chris again and I was like actually yeah let's just do it and uh I th- I can just remember being like I just want like normal in my life. Yeah, yeah. I just want I just don't want to have to like have to weigh everything out. I don't want to have to do cardio every day. I can remember just kind of being like just done with that. But I can remember having like a little bit in my, like I was like I want to be good at this. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be that if I go to shows in the UK, people are like, oh, that's that's Thomas. Like I I kind of wanted that. Yeah, um, and whether that's an external. Motivator, like it's not really that, it's like it's m- way more just like in me, yeah. Like, I was like, I, I do like this, but mm-hmm. stepping on stage, like that is that's like the calmest I am. Like, if you're listening, you can tell like, my mind goes like a million miles an hour, but when I'm on stage, it's like there's only one thing I can be doing, yeah. goes like I've got that's the
0: only thing I can do. I must admit, your, yeah, your stage presence unbelievable. Whereas I was a bit more like that this season, definitely calmed into it first. When you saw me, you you knew how much of a nervous wreck it was. Yeah, before. yeah, no. Nah. In twenty 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 one, but yeah, I must admit you are very calm and pose poised with your with your po- posing as well. And I know you'll work on that going into. Yeah. Going into I definitely. I need season. to get better at it though. I'm, do you know I do a little bit of posing from time to
1: time. Yeah. I need to get like dialed right in though. It's I'll hard in your in. off
0: season, right? It's really yeah. hard to be consistently working on it like the same sort of level of practice you would in a cup yeah. um because I do it but I like I don't have set times of posing I'll just like after a session do a few poses yeah.
1: see that, I need, that's what exactly I need to set time I need to be like right these days at this time I pose because every you know yourself you, you eat your meals set times yeah yeah you do your cardio set times you train set times you go to bed at set times like if I, as soon as you say That's the time I pose. You'll you'll do it all the time. Yeah, I do. I need to. I need to get. I need to get practicing with it, and I need to get better at like getting. Like I got a real tight upper back just now, so my side, my side shots. They're like massively like my shoulders come like right in because I can't get like right round and like show
0: how broad I am, and because I got such a big waist, like it just looks crap. you'll get there, man it changes when you get leaner as well like that's yeah. that's a thing like i i was the same i was like i noticed just how things tightened up the waist tight that's a big point i'm making for my off season is just not to it could be a bit bro sciencey, but not to let the waist get too out of control this time around
1: is there like some bro science with like waist
0: trainers and that um yeah i th- i i i don't i think it's all like bs basically the stuff on waist trainers i think it's bro bro science that's not not uh correct but i do think there's something to be said for not allowing your waist to get like too big during off season or especially the fact i've fucked that <laughs> no i think it's more towards your like prep right so if you've got it's more of the fact that you just got a lot of weight to take off during the prep but if you've got so much weight to take off it takes time for that size to come down there so that that would be the main thing um but yeah i just want to be able to see that i guess it's me just like not wanting to push things too much but i know that i'm right at the end of the sort of muscularity cap on men's physique so i'm like just may as well kind of maintain yeah i don't want to go into any other class now like i was tempted about like to go into sort of bodybuilding stuff but i'm like No, I've got unfinished business in men's physique. I need to stay and do it, and I love men's physique. So I'm like, just want to continue with it and see how we get on.
1: That's class. I, I, you honestly, I, I think you looked unbelievable last season. Yeah, I remember when I first seen you take the top off, and we were in your uh, apartment, and I was just like, holy crap! Because like, because obviously I'd seen you in 2021, and I'd seen you'd improved, and you were winning shows in 2021. I was like oh my,
0: it's, it's on. Like, let's go. Man, I, I look back because I was like, ugh, didn't really like the Dubai look at the end. But then I look back at the photos, I was like, nah, really like the look, actually. Yeah. It was a good look, I thought. I wasn't as lean, obviously, as it was in the later shows. But, nah, I really liked that look. Um, there there's a few shots I wasn't that happy in, in like some of the, I think it was mainly the photography. Like, a lot of the photography I got was, wasn't the best as well. Yeah. Um but, yeah, I mean, there's a few, like, posing. I, I, I mean, working with Kez helped massively. I keep saying his praises, but that yeah. that did help a little bit. I've had a session with coaches. Kez.
1: I, re- I really liked working with
0: him. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And, it obviously, I think that's a big piece of advice for anyone looking to compete is, like, you do need to get some practice in your posing when, yeah. like, yeah. right at the beginning of your prep at the latest kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'm going to go into this question. I guess we kind of like touched on it throughout this episode, but um, what frustrates you the most about the health and fitness industry currently? How extreme it is. How extreme? Yeah.
1: Like we, you said it there, like a lot of health, like being healthy is normally just grey. It's not all the way over to like one side and it's not all the way to the other side. it's, 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 it's gray. And it's like you said as well, it's, it's common sense. It's, if you look back at like how your grandparents ate they ate to fuel themselves throughout the day, maybe you could have done with a bit more fruit and veg, but like like we all kinda know. Like we all got taught it's a little just- bit about like my plate or like the food pyramid. And I think that's it's just the extremity of it. I think that it's too many people are trying to become influencers but say that they're like health and fitness gurus. I don't I don't know what they call themselves, but
0: that's that is my biggest pet peeve yeah that that is totally mine as well especially at the moment i just see so many extreme opposite ends like we spoke about like you know yeah the sort of real really like soft end it's like no you need to have like the balance and whatever and then the opposite end the extreme yeah to do this and stuff yeah
1: like I, I, and I guess it's even to the point of like you know how everyone's doing this like cold water therapy like you need to get in ice baths, yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
1: and I think even at, like up at that end is like the Goggins like run on broken legs and yeah. Like, you really don't have to do that. Like no. you don't. Like you like I've never done any of those. Like I've never done them. No. Like cold water therapy. I used to have cold showers, but it wasn't like extreme freezing. Trying to like, like I wasn't that extreme. Yeah. And managed to come third in a WMBF show, you know, like it's, it's just getting like the mundane, like it it does get mundane bodybuilding. It does. And I think
0: that's something that's like a bit of a challenge, more of a challenge of it. I think that's the hard part. Right. And yeah, it's just like the mundane, because even like doing something like, I always say like, do whatever you want to do, you know, like it's absolutely the cold water therapy thing works for a lot of people. But a lot of the time that in itself is like dopamine because you're going in and you're, challenge yep. something different yep. whereas yep. the hard part about bodybuilding is it's just quite mundane like you're just doing the same thing yeah. and people struggle to do that
1: yeah and and then again that maybe me bringing out the cold water therapy things a bit extreme but like if you read the research on like stress depression mental health stuff like that like being outside is one of the top things to do yeah getting outside with friends is like the, the, the thing to do if you can get outside with friends in a green space And then there's moving water next to you. They're like some of the best things for you. So also, and then things like guided breathing, meditation to bring you into the moment. If you go jump into cold water, there's only one thing you're going to think about. You're outside. You're probably with your friends. There's moving water next to you. Like it does. There's definitely a a place for it. And if going out into cold water is making you feel better, bloody keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like keep doing it. Absolutely. But mate, genuinely, there's so many things that I was going to talk about, and I know
0: we've already spoke for an hour. It's all good. Um, if you've got anything else, was there anything you wanted to touch on? That uh, you, I, I, got I've got head? a couple. Yeah, yeah. Go couple things. Because right. obviously, I've got these questions here, but there is anything on your mind that would be valuable as well. Just share it. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, is it valuable? well so, it doesn't have to be valuable if it's interesting or whatever whatever is so in your two,
1: mind. Oh, two quick things because i don't want to be the longest
0: podcast you've ever had so
1: i'll not and everybody knows me as king waffler so like the 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 question that like what i've learned from bodybuilding like i genuinely like my mind could not stop thinking about it and and like all the questions are fantastic and I, I just bloody wish i hadn't read them i just wish i hadn't because that's my dad's fault right things I've learned from bodybuilding like the cliche ones are like you can do anything you set your mind to like I genuinely think when you do a prep you realise that and I think another thing that you also realise but it's such a cliche thing that's always said is like you can do more than what you actually think like you and I have both been there food's low your legs are heavy you actually barely can stand up coach comes through I'm going to cut your calories and you've got to do 15 minutes more cardio and you're like there's no way and then you start and then you manage to do it And you do actually manage to do it. Um, other things, and I guess this is why I wanted to touch on like, and this is why I see like how far we've moved from healthy. Like, I would say I I was pretty close to having like a binge eating sort of like I wouldn't say disorder, but like a very like like it was very habitual. I would diet really hard Monday to Friday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I would have almost like cheat days to like. Refuel myself to them. Built a train as hard as it was, and the first time that I prepped, I can remember I started in January, and my birthday's same day as yours, Chris, 18th of March.
0: 19th for me. Oh, are you the day, be- yeah, the day after. Yeah, day so, after.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's me, Vaughn. There's actually a yeah. It's in- like three days in Yeah, And yeah. right? uh, one of my other good pals is like the day before, I think, and then he's a couple of days later. But I went away from a birthday, and I just done like my normal, and I came back from it. Like, Vaughn was like, take a couple of days off, eat the foods that you want, enjoy yourself. And I came back, and I'm sure I was, like, five kilos heavier. And Vaughn was like, what have you been doing, man? And I was like, oh, well, I was just away from a birthday. Like, as if it was just, like, normal to gain. Like, yeah. 10 pounds or 12 pounds, like, over a weekend. Like, I." and that's when I started to, like, notice things. And I noticed a lot that, like, I used to always massively reward and treat myself with food. Yeah. Like, yeah. say, like, say... Like good week, I'd get some food. Say crap week, I'll get a takeaway. Make me feel better. Like I was very much, I was like an emotional eater as well. So there was like this restriction, and then there was also like the emotions would dictate what I would have, and my diet was horrendous. Like I used to when I was like sixth year, sixth year of school, I'd have like two Donner Calzones a week. Yeah, I'd have like this like half pounder cheeseburger thing pretty much every night before I played basketball but because I was doing so much. My body was able to like I. Like I was like, oh, well I can eat whatever I want. Like I had that mindset. Um and I can remember that like that lesson. Like you don't need to eat as much junk and you don't need to treat and reward yourself with food all the time. Mm-hmm. Um another thing that I learned is how hard it is. Like yeah. it is hard. Like we're like we were asking there earlier on, like, can anybody create like an amazing physique? And I th- I think anybody can. You've just got to put in time, you've got to put in effort, you've got to work hard. And you just got to be consistent. Like you, you can, and that's like the glue that's going to make it happen. Um But I don't, I also don't want to sugarcoat it. It's hard. Like yeah. it, it's, it's, it was harder than what I thought,
0: but I think that's what makes it more rewarding at the end. Absolutely. You always forget about how hard it is as well, because I'm like sitting here chatting to you about It's like, oh, that prep wasn't that difficult. But I I said it on the podcast I was on another week. I was like, oh, it was quite an easy prep. But in hindsight, no, it's it's, it's quite challenging. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, Especially your first one. Yeah, your first one is... Your first one
1: is because you've never experienced hunger like it. You've never experienced fatigue like it. And there'll be okay. people obviously like not built, not you and I, Chris, like this is maybe a bit extreme even saying this. Um, and I think there's things that you like, and the things that I was realizing was like how much I and society use and in, like interact around food and drink, especially booze. Yeah. I think booze is a big thing as well. Um, and I think like, as I touched on a little bit ago as well, about like things that you can't unlearn is like, unfortunately, and probably for most people listening, you probably don't need as much food as what you think to be able to get through the day. Yeah. And I remember being devastated by that. Like, I can remember being like, right, I want to get it to the point where I can eat 10,000 calories a day and not gain weight. And then I started watching videos, and then I remember, like, my calories got down to, like, 1,600. And I can remember being like, I'm still managing to get through the day, like, pretty well on this. Like, that's, that's devastating. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, peak off season there, I think my food only got up to like it's still a lot, but like three mm-hmm. Like I didn't need seven, eight, like like you sometimes see these massive bodybuilders, like the huge guys that take steroids and that. Like you don't I'd like most natural people don't need that much food. The average man needs two thousand five hundred, the average female needs two thousand. You're probably gonna be around there, like unfortunately. Um Other things I learned, like how expensive it is, and I know you've done a podcast on that, so people go back and listen to that one. Um, And this is something that I want to discuss with you, actually. Mm -hmm. And this is something that you can't unlearn. Good shape is no longer good shape once you've been in stage lean, ripped out your mind shape. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between beach lean and ripped, and once you've been ripped, beach lean doesn't feel as good as what it used to
0: yeah you're totally right you're always uh your brain's so um well there's there's obviously all all the changes that are happening hormonally but towards the later stages of prep your brain's completely fried so you you're completely um delusional about what lean is at that point as well yeah You're like, like, oh, I can get another stage of lean, but no, you're you're not really gonna get that another like that's why I think it's so valuable to have a coach, like through that last stage of the prep, because they'll be like telling you, no, if you push for that, all that's gonna happen is you're just gonna get super fatigued. And those little lines that you saw before are just gonna get washed with some a layer of water.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And like I guess, like like kind of touching on that, like being that lean. Like, for people that want to know, it's not like, like, especially like young blokes, like, getting ripped is not going to bring more women into your life. And I'm telling you, when you're ripped, you're probably not going to think about women. Like, being ripped doesn't feel sexy. It doesn't feel good. It actually feels kind of crap. It does, yeah. But there's, like, because of the toughness of it, feeling crap for a long time, and you persevering, there is just such a reward at the end of it, like, it feels crap to be ripped, but it is so rewarding to be ripped, to have gotten ripped. Does that make sense? And you'll you'll understand it because you've been there.
0: Yeah. No, it makes complete sense. Um this was the other thing on food, is like I could because I did this during my first prep, is like this is the only time in my life that I've ever kind of felt that kind of how you described there, with the sort of binge eating. And that was yep. my first ever prep, and I got it, and it's almost like the sense of i achieved this massive thing and then it was all over and i needed that to continue so i was rewarding myself with food but yeah. i don't know if it's just maturing or what whatnot but it's become better and better and better as the preps yeah like yeah. last time around like i didn't of course you're gonna eat a lot of food like once you finish for a small amount of time but then it just kind of settles yeah. out i think you're more in tune with your body right you're just like your body's like it, i need high calorie foods to get body fat on but you're, like, more emotionally in tune, if that makes sense. Yeah. So
1: I think, right, so this is something that I've been trying to get Vaughn to come on, or me to go on Vaughn's podcast to talk about, it, but I don't know enough, like, research and data to actually talk about it. A common thing, and you'll know this yourself, like, common thing for people to say after they've done their very first prep is, oh, I had an eating disorder after. Couldn't stop eating, I kept eating, I kept eating, I kept eating, I kept eating right? Your hormones are out of pot. Like, you're never full, and you're always hungry. So yeah, you yeah. do try and, like, satiate yourself. However, I think a lot of people, what they do is, like, if you think of that spectrum again, you've now moved your lifestyle to, like, here. Mm-hmm. When you prep, it goes there, you lose fat. When you're done, you just go back there. That makes sense, yeah. So, like, yeah. once you're done with your, you, you kind of let a bit more. A lot yeah. of people are going from there to there. Then once they're done, they go back to there, and they just gain it. Like, I think they just go back yeah. to their old normal as opposed to, like, keeping some of it and this is why i noticed after my so after my first one i just went straight back to the way i used to eat gained six kilos in a weekend um yeah. and then i was like gaining like two or three kilos every week because i just kept but that's just how i ate before oh yeah, i've yeah. Sahana, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go whereas that last time i can remember like not even being that actually that bothered i was just like oh, i don't care it's like there's so much food out there for me to try and eat it didn't help that i was in Birmingham and there was like so many good places to go but like, I didn't gain the weight back nearly as fast. And now, like, I actually look forward to eating like a four egg omelet in the morning, a bowl of oats. Like, I like, and I'm not starving hungry just now. I just enjoy it. I enjoy eating a cheeseburger on Friday night that Lisa makes. Like, she makes the best cheeseburgers, air fried chips. Like, so for me, I'm not going to have to go all the way to that other extremity. I'll be able to, like, diet down and then just come back to like my new normals a little bit healthier than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, I I think I had uh, Sarah, Sarah Glanville on the podcast last week, and we, we, we touched on this, and it's like that relationship with food is so important that you get that sorted before going into any sort of prep because yeah, you're going to go back to whatever normal you had previously, as you said there, after you finish prep.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's real common for a lot of people to do photo shoots or preps because, again, they think they're that level above potentially where they are they need to look at like their habits behaviors lifestyle environment just get a good routine that's healthy but they skip that go there and then they just come back to there and it's just and you know yourself like when your abs do start to go there is a bit of like damn it yeah unless you're going in off season you're not really caring because you're like right i'm gonna get bigger so does not matter yeah and this is a funny thing as well about bodybuilding it's almost yo-yo dieting but you're allowed to do it
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like
1: yeah it's okay you know
0: yeah that's um, I'm, I'm trying to kind of like at the moment like i know the fact that i don't really need to put on too much more muscle and i'm like i'm kind of maintaining quite happily and i want to yeah you look have classy. a little bit more um balance i guess because we're so strict in our approaches as bodybuilders so i'll still eat my same meals right like meal one pre-workout post-workout final meal of the day evening meal i won't track at all i'll just say and get a bit of protein in there um but you eat things
1: like teriyaki
0: salmon yeah yeah like (laughs) yeah but that's what i want to eat right that's that's what i'm like that's what i'm craving to eat
1: so this is the thing i think a lot of people that are thinking like oh he has balance so he has a pizza
0: yeah yeah you're true yeah
1: i I think a lot of people
0: and i will have a pizza but i'll be like once a week, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah or, yeah. or once every couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. And this is the thing,
1: like, I think it's crazy that like if you told me, Tom, I want to save money, the last thing I'm going to tell you, oh, to save more money, mate, spend more money. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the last thing I'm going to tell you. But what people will say is like, Oh, like I'm I'm run down, mental health's poor or oh, what are you doing a lot, I'm drinking every weekend. All right, well, let's have a couple of drinks this weekend and then next weekend we'll do it again. But every other night, just don't drink.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Or like, someone's like, I'm trying to lose fat, but I want to keep eating all of that because that's what I want and that's going to be my balance. Like, Mm -hmm. the thing, and that's the thing, I think it's the mindset shift as opposed to like, focusing on like, how much crap you can fit into your diet, just start by sprinkling a bit more health into it, whatever you're doing now, just sprinkle a bit more health into that and then gradually move it. Whereas people are like, and you'll have been asked this, what's the lowest calorie alcohol? I've got a night out this weekend. What should I drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like when you're going to, to drink, just go drink, drink whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You can't have it that you drink two, three nights every single week because then that's your lifestyle. And your yeah. lifestyle may not be productive to what you actually want to achieve. Yeah. Most people want to lose a bit of body fat to be a bit healthier.
0: Yeah. I, I and- used to be that PT who's like, oh, like going a night out, have this. Yeah. And I, and I will always say to my clients, just... Enjoy your night off, like just, just enjoy it. Just just have a have a good night. Like it's fine. Then we can get sort of you know back to how you normally live and whatever yeah. the next day.
1: Yeah, and if you think about that spectrum, like let's again, like me and yours normals there, we maybe slide right down there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then our normals here, so we go here. Whereas if someone tries to go from like there to there, and then they think they're going to be able to go back to that, and then get back to there the next day it's not going to happen.
0: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: you're not going to be able to jump up and then go all the way back to where you were and then jump all the way back up the next day when you feel crap and you've drank too much and you're lethargic as anything. Got the blues. Got the fear. Yeah. It's, yeah. It becomes difficult. And I think, I do think balance, I think that words, I think it's almost lost its its actual meaning. Like that yeah. 80-20, that's yeah, yeah. balance. yeah, yeah. Eighty percent of the time you're healthy, twenty percent of the time just do whatever you want. And if you start to like break that down to like your plate, eighty percent of your plate should be healthy, twenty percent of it just whatever, as long as it's all calorie controlled. Because I, I, I think there's more reason I guess I could go honestly, I'm gonna stop. I'll stop. Because I was gonna talk oh, about like on. be like losing body fat is like one of the healthiest things you can do if you're overweight. Yeah, yeah. But they're also saying now as well as if you're massively, if you're massively, if you're overweight or heavily overweight, introducing exercise is going to help you live a little bit longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if your weight doesn't change, like even if you do nothing about it, as long as you exercise and you're you're overweight, you'll, you'll still, you'll have a slightly better, longer life. Um, but being within, and I know BMI gets a massive, oh, you can't use that, it's outdated. It's not. There's a spectrum. There's not like one number you need to be. There's like, scale that you can be within like if you're a healthy bmi that is like one of the better things that you can do however there is a thing just now coming out it's we'd call it like skinny fat i can't remember what the actual name of it is but that's where like uh body mass index is kind of missing things a little bit
0: yeah i actually have a client in the us who's uh he's an expert at all this stuff like that's his job it's um like body analysis stuff yeah like, uh, he's got oh. like access to a dexa scan and he he works with bmi so they're doing is combining that with a waist measurement oh really so does he does he help he me then so he's an expert bmi has still got a place yeah he, so he's wanting to compete now it. it's funny before this podcast he was actually on the call so he's in state so he's doing master's physique next year
1: now oh, really?
0: that w, wmbf have introduced that which is going to be really cool wait, wait where is he going to do that in the states, yeah, so he's he's
1: trying me so I've got I had a client over in Canada and he was going to compete, but similar to you has some big life things that he's got to try and sort and organize and he was going to compete, yeah. and I was going to try and go out and compete with him same show I think it was uh was want Vancouver, it was the other side I can't remember I can't remember I can't remember where he stays either, but there's yeah. a WMBF show near there. there's a lot
0: in Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to sure. go to that. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Awesome, man. Normally, that is the last question that I always finish with, right? The biggest life. Is there one absolutely big one that kind of sticks in your mind? Big life lesson. Right. If you're in prep just now and you're listening to this, you'll know exactly what
1: I'm talking about. It's the gratuity for small things. It's how grateful you are. Like, I think it strips you back to, like, the most human human you can be you realize you don't need all those external luxury things you don't need materialistic things you do seek dopamine you do because you spend a lot of money but like like someone will maybe say something nice for you and you'll nearly start crying someone will maybe do something nice for you one day and you're like oh my god i honestly cannot express how much i appreciate it like you wouldn't shut up about me coming to dubai you're like honestly tom thanks so much for coming thanks so much for coming thanks so much for coming and i was like mate i wanted to come like shut up yeah like the gratuity for small things and I've tried to keep that in my day-to-day life. Like Yeah. Little things like I'm pretty fortunate I live right by the sea, but like taking a bit, a minute each day to like look at it and be like, Man, that's that's good. Lisa, like my my wife, like looking at her and being like, I'm so grateful you're you're in my life. Sunsets, family, like all these little things. Like I've tried really hard to keep that but when you're prep when you're like real preppy you like you just you become so grateful for things and i think it's because you've had so much life stripped back if that makes sense not off you just yeah, stripped yeah. Back.
0: it makes total sense to- i re- resonate with that a lot actually is that is that the biggest thing i don't know if that's the biggest lesson but i just it was like a big point that i wanted to share i think there's so many like it is just hard to like pinpoint one yeah. and as i say like i've had quite a few different answers on that one but um they're all so different yeah uh, and it it's like it i think we all all experience the same there's so many lessons that we we can take from bodybuilding in yeah the journey i definitely think it's much more of a,
1: like a spiritual and philosophical thing for me personally yeah Than it is a physical thing yeah yeah totally like, you just learn so much about yourself. You see so much about, like, how you think, how like, what you're made of. And that was a nice thing, because I was always kind of soft and lazy. And and then when I'd done a prep, I was like, look, you can't, like, Tom, if you put your mind to this, if you put a bit more effort in, if you don't give up, you're going to be able to do what you set out to do. Yeah, totally. And I like that as well. And I know that's kind of cliche
0: and cheesy, but man, I am not. very cliche and cheesy. <laughs> Tom, I just want to finish on this. Um, what are your plans, your future plans? We kind of touched on your physique ones. What are your plans for your physique goals, your business goals? Okay, your, so physique, I'm
1: gonna I'm 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 putting all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. I'm not right. a terminator like you. I'm not someone that can just keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna run this year off season. I'm gonna uh, fat loss phase just now, a little recomp. Probably got another month and a bit, maybe five, six weeks left. Uh, try and pull down to like eighty seven kilos. And then I'm gonna compete 2025. I would really like to win a lot of shows, not just Ash. Like I'd like to be going in. I know it's so so commonly said in bodybuilding, like going undeniable. Like yeah. I want to come out of this like like I want it to be that I just look like men's physique. Like I, you look at me and you're like, that's that's it. Like, and I've been putting in an effort. Like I've never I've never attacked anything that's like funny. I've attacked this. Um. I'd, I'd like to win a world championship like, i'd like to win a world yeah i'd like to win a pro card i'd really like to that's kind of what i'm set on but all my eggs are in that basket for 2025 after that i'm just going to be a fitness guy like i'll, I'll probably back off the gas with bodybuilding and just become a fitness guy um and that's like physique i suppose like shortish term i guess it's like a year um and then business wise I, right, the, the the overarching goal is always is help many people as possible possibly can with exercise to be a bit happier to pursue something, to believe that they can do a bit more than they maybe think they can. Thrive, I suppose is like the, the encompassing word, like I want people to be thriving um, is this a kind of, I might uh, by the end of this year I'm going to be hopefully looking to try and get another gym um, and I would like by the end of this year, me and Cassandra have been talking about this like potentially getting like five other coaches so Cassandra would be like the manager of the coaches but we would all be working together to try and help as many people as possible that'd be like a long long long-term goal but yeah maybe by then like just push things push things as much as I can like bodybuilding like you're saying like I don't want to cap anything I don't want to be like I want to get there I've got goals to where I want to get to but
0: like once I get to those goals I know I'm going to want to go further and do more absolutely you you, i know what you do the amount of work that you put in um you keep consistently doing that it will come back to you i just you know i figured that myself and sometimes light bodybuilding feels feels a bit slow but like the more you do it and you've been like you've got so much like value to give to people so it's unbelievable already the amount of people you're you're helping but i can just see your gym and what you're doing taking taking off in scotland I'm hoping so. I'm I'm really hoping so. I'm really just hoping that we can, like, one day be
1: somewhere where there's, like, I don't know, thousands, tens of thousands of people that are all, like, we we are working with whatever. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a big thing. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be helping a lot of people. That's awesome, man. I can, t- I can see it as well. I'm going to bloody dig out blind anyway. I think it is my, like, <laughs> calling, so... I'll just keep hammering these 16 hour
0: days and (laughs) working myself to the bone. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome, man. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Tom, like a lot of interesting, like topics of conversation there. And I I hope this like episode goes out and a lot of people can hear about this because I think there's a lot of valuable information to be taken from it as well. And, but for any of the listeners um who don't know where to, to find you on social media where can they go and so my
1: own find you? personal Instagrams tom underscore TSHF TS Health and Fitness is the, the the company like the the brand I guess and then there's Cassandra underscore TSHF. She's she's actually a really impressive physique to go look up. Uh, we've yeah.
0: done a shoot. Um is she will she ever compete at some point Cassandra because
1: she did say there's like a bit of an ember in her.
0: Yeah yeah. She did say
1: that but She's
0: got high rocks
1: goals just now. She's doing right. the she's doing the typical <laughs> photo shoot to become a hybrid athlete. All the memes are there. She won't care that I say that. Yeah, um we've got a website, we've got I've got a YouTube channel, but I don't I've not uploaded anything in a long time. I've got a podcast, right. mate, and I'll I'll get you on that as well. And we can talk That'd about be I'd really like you to talk about like the way that you dealt with that coming second. Cause for a young man to yeah. hear that like you don't need to win all the time but you can still be cool as fucking a badass, like I think it would inspire a lot of young men, honestly. Um, and I think that's everything that we're on Facebook as well, but nobody uses Facebook anymore really, do they? Yeah. But yeah, mate, honestly, thanks so much for having me. Like I do
0: yeah. really appreciate that you've seen me greeting on uh, my stories about nobody inviting me on their podcast. And you trust me. I never, I never saw that. So it must've just been, I don't know, fate that I dropped me a message and they are like, come on the podcast. Cause you got, as you say, like so much valuable information in this one. And it was a great chat. Sorry for waffling everybody. But hey, in the comments below, if you can comment,
1: and this is something to think about for your next podcast, Chris. Yeah. If you could piece together the perfect UK men's physique athlete, like delts, arms, abs, pecs, back, whatever, who would it be and who would they be? You can maybe do that on Instagram sometime. I'd be interested to hear.
0: I'd be interested to hear who you think. I need to do that. I've had a lot of men's physique guys on the podcast. So that would be an interesting one.
1: I've listened to them all. And I'm a big fan of all of them. Like I think all the physiques
0: are unbelievable. I genuinely do. Right, Chris. Thanks so much, man. Thank you very much, Tom. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Thanks once again, guys. And stay tuned for the next episode.